رادیو رومی Hi everyone, welcome back to Radio Rumi. I was sitting in my house watching a late summer afternoon and being somewhat weighed down by the sad news of an illness of a close person and the only thing that came to my mind to make me really feel back to normal again was to get back to these conversations on Rumi with you. The reason why I am telling you this is because I want you to know that I see myself as very lucky to have this voice and this opportunity to reach out to you with words and thoughts of Rumi. With that in mind, if you remember last time we talked about the environment and how that is reflected in Rumi's work. There were a lot of things that we talked about, but we particularly focused on the divine presence in the environment around us. We talked about how Rumi saw in the nature around him a special kind of liveliness, a kind of being drunk with joy. We also talked about how this nature is seen by him as totally alive. And then a fascinating thing, maybe the last point that I left you with, was that he sees himself as a part of this environment, as able to join this dance that is going on around him. And I remember a quote that was one of my favorites in the last program where he said, I'm the most fervently dancing tree in all these gardens. And of course, we ended with that favorite image of his in which he is the fish in the sea. And we talked about the fact that the difference between the relationship of the fish and the sea with all of us, with the beauty and the majesty maybe of the sea is that the fish depends on the sea for its life. In other words, that connection is about life and death. 
And that's what Rumi wants to bring about in our lives so that the search we are in, this continuous dance, this continuous whirling that gets us from one day to the next, this thirst should become something that our life depends on it, not a luxury, not something that we do one day and forget about the next day. In other words, he wants to see it at the core of our lives. So, as I had predicted, what I had collected to share with you in Rumi's Divan about the nature wasn't really ending in one program, so we are going to do some more talking about that today. I want to start with an image which is again one of his favorites, but it's also one that has made a great impact on me when I first came across it. And that is thinking of his own words in terms of magical birds or wondrous birds. I'm sure you have seen magicians producing birds from their hats. So on some level he's saying, I am that magician. I take these words from my hat and I let them fly. But it also has a lot of other connotations because once these words fly, they have a life of their own. They can become ours and we can speak with them or have them sing for us, basically interact with them in the same way that we can do with a bird that is alive. Now today I want to um, start a little bit earlier than where he talks about the wondrous birds because in a way he's connecting with it in a moment-to-moment interactive connection with the nature around him. هر لحظه و هر ساعت بر کوری هوشیاری صد رتل در آشامم بی ساقر و بی آولت هر لحظه و هر ساعت بر کوری هوشیاری صد رتل در آشامم بی ساقر و بی آولت Every moment, every hour against the will of sobriety or the control that sobriety wants to have over me. I drink glass after glass without having a glass in my hand. So you see the way he starts bringing us towards what he wants to say about the nature begins with this moment of intoxication and movement. And then he goes on to say, مرغان هوایی را بازان خدایی را از غیب به دست دارم بی صنعت و بی هیلت. I capture this airborne birds, this high-flying birds, these falcons that belong to God, بازان خدایی. از غیب به دست دارم. I pull them in from the unseen world. Without any tricks, without any traps. In other words, the moment that I begin to speak, I build this invisible connection with the world around me, which allows me to capture these beautiful images that are like flying birds. And then he goes on to describing his poems. خود از کف دست من مرغان عجب رویند خود از کف دست من مرغان عجب رویند 
می از لب من جوبشد در مستی آن حالت Wondrous birds grow from the palm of my hands Wine gushes forth from my inner being in the intoxication of that moment Now that's a very interesting claim It's fascinating how when you read it in Persian with the magic of the words, with the music, with the imagery that brings to you those flying birds, there is no difficulty believing him, that he's actually stepping towards you with these colorful, lively birds coming out of his hat and flying in your direction. So how am I connecting this with the environment? I want you to see that it's not just the trees, it's not just the flowers, it's not just the rivers, it's also birds and animals, even insects. You know, he says, if you build yourself a thousand houses like the bees do, I am going to make you as homeless as a fly. I know that I've talked about this in another episode But I love the image of the bee, the searching bee, and the fly who is homeless and flying in all directions in search of that which all human beings, and as he's telling us, beyond human beings, the nature and the environment are also looking for. Let me read these three verses one more time. هر لحظه و هر ساعت بر کوری هوشیاری صد رتل در آشامم بی ساغر و بی آولت. مرغان هوایی را بازان خدایی را از غیب به دست دارم بی صنعت و بی هیلت. خود از کف دست من مرغان عجب رویند می از لب من جوشد. And the nature, this nature, be it animals, be it trees, be it the sea, be it even pieces of stone around us, they have their guardian in his world view. And that's very interesting. That brings a sense of hope, a sense of being protected, that his poetry is able to generate around itself. Possibly that's one of the reasons why we feel so attracted to it, because with all kinds of uncertainties, potential wars, potential violence around us, poverty, inequality that bring a lot of anxiety to our lives, this sense that there is an overall order, a sense of love and connection is probably central. to what makes his poetry so desirable. Let me give you an example. How he tells us the world around us, despite all the difficulties we face from time to time, is ultimately a safe place. Emruz shahramara sad ronag ast o jaun ast zira ke shah khuban emruz dar miyan ast. So this sense of protection This sense of comfort comes from that fountain of goodness, that Shah Khuban, literally the king of all the good or all the beautiful things around us. 
امروز شهر ما را صد رونق است و جان است Today our city is alive is full of livelihood in a way رونق is when things are going well زیرا که شاه خوبان امروز در میان است Because that king of all the beautiful all the good is with us today آن آفتاب خوبی چون بر زمین بتابد آن دم زمین خاکی بهتر ز آسمان است and now he introduces another element for us to understand because it could be so abstract when you talk about the king of goodness the friend the truth supreme these could seem so out of reach but then he gives you an image that makes them totally reachable on after the khubi that sun of goodness chon bar zamin betabat when it shines on earth on dam zamin khaki behtar zaasman ast in that moment the earth is better than the seven heavens chon sabz khosh nabashad alam choto bahari چون ایمنی نباشد چون شیر پاسبان است How could we not be safe when the lion is protecting us, is guarding us? Now you might think, how could he be so certain? How could anybody say such things? When we know that all manners of terrible things can happen, to begin with, probably the answer is, that this sense of comfort and protection and safety comes from his own inner feelings. He doesn't want to prove it in a scientific way or in a persuasive way, but his words exude that. Again, in one of his sermons, he says, oh, some people fall asleep when I talk. That's because my words come from a space of safety. And again, that may explain part of why we would like to reach to, to these words and get some of that sense of protection and safety. And then again, he turns to the beloved and gives another very beautiful image, a metaphor for who the beloved is, and that metaphor is the rainy season. Fasle Baboran. ای فصل باباران ما بریز بر یاران ما ای فصل باباران ما بریز بر یاران ما چون اشک غمخاران ما در هجر دلداران ما این ابر را گریان نگر وان باغ را خندان نگر که از لابه و گریه پدر رستند بیماران ما این ابر چون یعقوب من دان گل چو یوسف در چمن بش گفته روی یوسفان از اشک افشاران ما So in this three lines he does something very interesting He contrasts happiness and sadness In other words, in a way, this is a kind of answer to the earlier point that I was making It is not as if He wants us to pretend 
that there is nothing sad, nothing unhappy, but there is always something that counters it. And that countering good moment is always connected with the nature. In this case, it's the rainy season. So it's talking to the rainy season as the beloved and says, oh, my rainy season, pour down, pour down on me and all my friends, like the teardrops falling from the eyes of those who care for us when they experience separation. And then he says, in So there is a connection between caring about something to the point that you might cry for it. But that also means you care for it. Therefore, just like when the, when the clouds cry, the garden smiles, the love that you give in that sense leads to blooming and burgeoning of life somewhere not far from where you have cried. And then he uses the image of Joseph and Jacob when he lost Joseph. According to this image, Jacob cried like the clouds and Joseph came back to him in the same way that when the clouds cry, flowers grow. Now, I have in the past talked about Eid and the concept of Eid, which is a renewal of the year. But now in his connection with nature, he brings the concept of renewal of Eid into that conversation. Biyal kem ruz mara ruz Eid ast. Biyal kem ruz mara ruz Eid ast. As in pas eishu eshrat bar mazid ast. Bezan dasti begu kem ruz shadist ke ruz khosh hamas avval Come, today is the day of Eid, the day of renewal, the first day of spring. That was the day Persian speakers celebrated as no rules. Me happy, clap your hands, start the day happy, because when a day is a good day, you can sense it from the beginning. Rasidon bange moje. Gohrafshan Johan Purmojo Daryal Nopadidast. The sound of the waves got here with all the pearls that the sea carried. The world is filled with these waves, but the sea itself is invisible. Now again, that's another one of his favorite images. He wants to tell us that there is a lot that we don't immediately see but there is a lot of depth to the world around us particularly the nature so the sea might not be visible to us or all of it because we can't really explore it in all its greatness but nonetheless it impacts our lives and its waves get to our lives but part of the reason why I selected these particular Versus is because he brings Prophet Muhammad and Esau or Jesus both into the image. He wants us to feel uplifted looking at the nature and the sea. And he says, it's as if 
محمد باز از معراج آمد ز چارم چرخ ایسا در رسیده است So look at this beautiful nature It's almost as if Prophet Muhammad has come back from his nocturnal journey Now معراج or the nocturnal journey of Prophet Muhammad is a very important image for the Muslims So is the presence of Jesus in the fourth heaven believed by the Muslims and also the sun the sun lives in the fourth heavens according to astronomers the brightness of Jesus and his life and the sun are interconnected not just in Rumi's poetry but in most of Persian poetry now it's very likely that around me you would hear thunder or rain because it looks like raining or rather a few moments ago it looked more like raining but I am not going to stop recording because I think it's very relevant to this particular episode about nature and I want to bring you back to one of the things I touched on last time and that is A lot of poets have described nature in Persian poetry, for example. There are wonderful descriptions of mountains, of the sea, of the rain, of flowers and gardens and so on. One thing that Rumi does that is kind of special to his approach to nature is that he connects the humanity with this nature. تا نقش خیال دوست با ماست ما را همه عمر خود تماشاست until the image of the beloved is in my heart all of my life is an enjoyment sightseeing a kind of looking at beautiful things آنجا که وسال دوستان است The meadows are beautiful. The Sahra is open space. Green space is wonderful. But that moment that you are united with your friends, with your beloved people, that meadow is inside your house. چون عکس جمال او بتابد کسار و زمین حریر و دیباست. When this beauty is reflected, is shining on earth, the mountains and the earth are as beautiful as painted silk. از باد چوبوی او بپرسیم در باد صدای چنگ و سرناست. When I speak to the breeze and ask about him in the wind, I can hear the music of the harp players. Sorna is a traditional Persian instrument. It's a kind of trumpet. Barhaq chanam unavisim harpare khaq huro harast. So when I write. His name on earth. Every bit of the earth comes to life. Elsewhere, he's more specific about this connection between human beings and the nature around them. Del misal asman amad zaban hamchun zamin 
دل مثال آسمان آمد زبان همچون زمین از زمین تا آسمان ها منزلی بس مشکل است دل مثال ابر آمد سینه ها چون بام ها وین زبان چون ناودان باران از اینجا نازل است The heart is like the sky and the tongue is like the earth Connecting the sky and the earth is not very easy, but the heart is also like the cloud. It rains on our breasts, just like the clouds rain on rooftops, and then the water pours down. These are our words that our tongues express. I think what he wants to do here is to say, Yes, on one level, it's really hard to connect our heart, our inner feelings with what we express, with what, with who we are. On another level, when we succeed to do that, we can express things that are life-giving, like the rain. And let me end this episode with a poem, which is, again... The rooftop is brought forward for us to look at. And it's complicated. It's, it's one of those, sometimes his images are easier to interpret and sometimes he wants to be more complicated in a way he wants you to read it again and again and kind of run after capturing the image. مرا گویند بامش از چه است از آن سویی که آوردند جان را They ask me In what direction is his rooftop? Oh, from the direction that our lives were brought in and introduced in this world. از آن سویی که هر شب جان روان است به وقت صبح باز آورد روان را. Is in that direction that every night our soul wanders around and explores and then in the morning comes back. to our physical bodies. He talks about exploring our inner world at night and then coming back. از آن سو که بهار آید زمین را چراغ نو دهد صبح آسمان را From the direction that the spring comes to the earth. The direction from which new lamps bring light to the sky in the morning. And then He poses a question that he knows we do not have an answer for. But that's probably the reason why he poses it. Because again, he wants to generate a new search. As on su ke turao in jostoju khaast, nishan khud oost, mi juyat nishan rao. From the direction that all your searching come to you. The truth is, that the signs, the manifestations are all there. In fact, it's that manifestation that is searching for itself. Again, yes, it is a somewhat enigmatic way to talk about our search for answers. And again, he connects it with nature. Let me just read these four lines. The sum up of the meaning is people are asking me, In what direction should I go? This direction 
is the direction of directionless. This place is the place of placelessness. It's inside, it's outside, it's everywhere. All that matters is that seeking itself. Maragoyand, baumash as chesuyast, as on sui ke avardan, jan ra. از آن سویی که هر شب جان روان است به وقت صبح باز آورد روان را از آن سو که بهار آید زمین را چراغ نو دهد صبح آسمان را از آن سو که تو را این جستجو خواست نشان خود اوست میجوید نشان را with that wonderful enigmatic and yet very musical, an enticing invitation to searching. Let me end this episode and look forward to the next time that I speak with you. Goodbye.